0: Hey guys, it's Gan here, so um, we've... Whoa! I was going to say, it's Mr. K here. Hey guys, it's Mr. K here, welcome to the Fitcess Podcast. We're on episode... What episode are we on, there? Uh 13,
1: I think.
0: We're on episode 13 of the Fitcess Podcast. <laughs> Might not be. But, but before we go in, I think everyone should get a thank you for everyone listening and sharing it, because I think it's helped out us all doing these podcasts, and it's good to get loads of stories out there, so thank you to everyone listening. So today we're going to talk about injuries, because between us four because we've got we've got tom here it's just not me fraser join, and Jack. join yeah. the crew yeah I like that crew <laughs> <laughs> uh we're going to be talking about injuries and between us all we've all had like quite weird and wonderful injuries over the years so let's start with tom first Injuries-wise, give us a lowdown
2: you've had. Spent. So, uh Injury-wise, earlier on in my training, I've had loads of very small tears on my LCLs, so lateral collateral ligament, I believe. So these are the ligaments on the out, kind of outsides of your knees. So left knee, left side, right knee, right side. My biggest injury was a pretty bad meniscus tear in the right knee about a year and a half ago. And I had a perceived back injury that was just a really bad muscle imbalance. Then that's a separate topic. We're moving on the table. Phaser injuries. Yeah.
3: So for me, I've had many broken bones from leg, wrist, ribs, fingers, toes, nose. (laughs) Uh, I think I've got them all in. And then yeah, the odd, the odd tear and sprain and stuff like that. A lot of sporting injuries for me mainly.
1: Yeah, Uh,
0: a lot lot of mine come from sports. Here here we go. So now (laughs) sports, sports buddies. (laughs) Dex is going to be the worst one for everyone listening. I have, you got some time, guys.
1: (laughs) Now, obviously, fingers, toes, nose, rib. And then the one you haven't said. Um, And then the worst ones is like I had keel surgery um, in 2011 on my right shoulder. uh, And in the same year, I had L4 removed. Um, And then. So, what's L4 for people, obviously, listening? It's part of your lumbar, so. Um, your spine, yeah. spine
2: in your lower back, while yeah, your you lower back hurts—the uh, yeah. paralysis
1: bit. Yeah. Basically, deadlifted in a competition, coming back down from a warm-up set, um, and uh, what people commonly term as slip disc. Uh, basically, uh, the disc bulged; uh, it was pressing against a sciatic nerve or my sciatic nerve, uh, causing me a lot of pain. They tried to try, drain some fluid from it and try and help it out and stuff, but it didn't really work. So they just had to get rid of it and then fuse the discs around it. Uh, so not got as much flexion in the back anymore. But anyone who sees me deadlift will show I still have lots of flexion in there, which is crazy, really, considering I'm a vertebrae less, two inches shorter. So you technically shouldn't be able to move it. <laughs> technically, yeah. <laughs> he, he basically it was. I was still living in Manchester at the time, and I actually came up to Ford. Um, hospital whatever they call it oh, Happy yeah. yeah whatever it's called and uh, they had like, a back specialist there and he was really good but he was just like if you keep going this way you will be in a wheelchair permanently because if you keep pressing against that sciatic nerve you you cause trauma against uh, trauma to it and obviously that's kind of very 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 um painful and also uh could obviously paralyze you from the waist down And so when I did do it when I was 17, the effects weren't that bad. Like I had a little bit of numbness in my right leg. I'd occasionally just like fall over because of my right leg. But it was more when I was 22, so five years after the operation, I hurt it again. And I had a bulged disc pressed against my sciatic nerve.
0: Were you lifting when you... Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: It was so weird. It was the exact same weight as well. It was... (sighs) Prepping for a comp again, like warming up for a comp, and it was exactly the same. Coming down on an eccentric load, it was crazy. It was like 150 kilo. Basically, I was doing as a warm up for freeze, but like five second pauses. Uh, so we're just like just warming up, ready for a comp, and yeah, I, I've actually got a video of the other one, so I do watch it to remind myself when I was 22 and did it. But I remember trying. daniella was training with me actually. Okay, she was deadlifting as well, and I was like. Yeah, I could really feel it was sore, but you know when you're trying to like, yeah, sorry, walk it off. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I couldn't walk, so I couldn't stand up. So I got myself in the car, I thought, oh, I'll drive to the hospital. Couldn't press the pedal with my right leg, so that's when I thought... Oh, this the feeling is, had gone way yeah, to right like, it Yeah, or... basically it just, and then my leg just started, like, going like a different colour. And it was really, really sore. Uh, and then I ended up going to the hospital, they were like, alright, put me in a little back brace, put me in a wheelchair. They were like, alright, yeah, you definitely need to, like, sort it out. Um and they said there was two options we either do another operation and you never basically be able to power lift again or we try and rehab it so we tried to go down we've gone down the rehab route so it took me about two years to rehab it so i only started training again properly in january of this year Uh, and it's feeling okay i obviously still feel pain every day yeah uh, but it's not too bad my ankle obviously (laughs) broke my ankle again last year Playing football, I will not play football anymore. I promise you will. <laughs> I've broke both ankles playing football, broke both ankles in the gym as well, broke multiple toes in the gym as well. So just dropping plates on them. I was in a comp once, and you know, like them 25s that are really thin. Yeah. I dropped that on the top of my left Complaints, foot. That, aren't they feel
3: so much yeah. heavier than a normal 25 as well. Well, I thought there was
1: only one on, and I wasn't even competing. I was just like helping move the weights and stuff like just being a general nice guy. And dropped the 25, broke my uh, meniscus metatarsal sorry Tom broke his meniscus oh, yeah, I sorry. brought my metatarsal on my left foot uh, so yeah this left foot's taken a beating anyone who's seen my ankles they just look absolutely disgusting <laughs> the cat it. ankles yeah <laughs> they're just cat <laughs> ankles they're permanently bruised I'm and permanently in position. swollen yeah and they they have like no range of motion so yeah I have a fair few injured guys I would never say because I know like, we discussed like what we wanted to get out of this podcast I would never say I've ever suffered from like Mentally, with it, I never thought I'm never going to train again, or I never thought, Oh, this is hard work rehab. But like talking to other people, other people, like that's what they struggle with, which I think is crazy. So, Guy, like, go on, you know, you tell us about your injuries. So, um,
0: obviously, the big one, my ACL, I've stretched the ligament and it'll always be stretched till the point I tear it eventually, (laughs) which obviously opens later rather than sooner. Um, so yeah I've done done that, uh cracked ribs before, quite a few concussions, um, done a few problems in my shoulder a couple of times when I was doing jujitsu. So yeah, you get weird, weird injuries doing combat sports, I think. It's always the way like the really small ones as well. Like I took um like I'm pretty sure I broke both my toes on, on both my feet at one point, getting slammed into the ground. So but it was weird because that one hurt the most it hurt more than my ACL it hurt more than my shoulder and my cracked ribs but it was just a weird injury to get over um, so yeah but like you said I wanted to kind of talk a bit about obviously the mental health side because we've all had different experiences really and dealing with it so we'll go back to you there for this mm. so obviously you you said you didn't really deal with it that bad
1: yeah so like tell, tell us a bit about it so when I was 17 and I first did them um I was, I, I, I just genuinely just went and did the surgeries. They were fine. And then shortly after I moved in with Fraser to be fair. Oh, right, okay. Um, and I didn't really train as much then. I remember that like, I'd never power lifted, so maybe it did affect me. I just went away from power lifting, just still trained, but just for the enjoyment and love of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I was 22, I had the gym to look after like so I think that kind of took my focus so maybe just having different focus and when I was 17 up so I was planning on going to like college and then university maybe just having a different focus help but mentally for me I was just like right this is my goal just kind of like vision envisage like yeah. where I wanted to be and um, just remember, I, I love rehab because I love training, a bit of a weirdo. like Anyone who knows me will know that I know quite a lot about rehab or stretches, flexibility, mobility, Like quite good with it just because you've got to educate yourself. And I think it's good when you get injured, you can learn so much from it. And I think we all want to talk about that. Like There's so much aspects that you'd be like, oh, no way. I can't believe I didn't do this. I can't believe I didn't warm up like this. I can't believe I didn't do this. Like I genuinely believe my injuries were um, unavoidable, but... It obviously wasn't because it's a fact that if I got I got injured because I did something wrong, and I think for both injuries were probably overload injuries in terms of like I was doing too much deadlifting, and back then I believe like as a young kid more deadlifting meant more strength, yeah, yeah. quicker gains, like get stronger quicker, everything would be better. But now like looking back, I definitely like I'd use cumulative tonnage on my programs, and like I look back, it's funny actually we look back at some today, didn't we from two thousand fifteen. So, like, six years ago, five years ago, even. And, like, the cumulative tonnage that I was going through was just ridiculous. Like, just you just shouldn't be doing that. Well,
3: one of them was literally, every day was a bench squat, dead. Yeah, this every is day. my
1: programme for two thousand. Every day. We, we
3: did this when we first opened the gym. Yeah. And we were like, bench squat, dead, literally every day. Every day, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a stupid idea. It's good fun, but it ruins you. The, the thing is... You can
1: just take something away from every injury.
0: Well, that's the thing. And I think, like, for... for... No offense, but for a normal person that's just setting foot in a gym, they might be able to do that if they're not going completely hard all the time. Yeah. But you are like you were going hard in every yeah. session. Yeah, it was a, like a
1: percentage-based training system. So, yeah, it was, it was difficult. Yeah, definitely. And it was, it was always like towards the third, fourth weeks, which are always usually the toughest because that's before you go in a deload, that I got injured. So it was interesting. T, how did you get injured?
2: How did I get injured? So... We're going to talk more about the whole process, you know, pre-injury, so what I can cause it, avoid it later. But very long story short, I failed to walk the glute meads So any of you that know me or more recently listen to that, it's a bit hypocritical. But again, I made these mistakes so you guys don't have to. Then I went for a, um, a squat volume PR at what the time was to me, a heavy load. Third rep, third set. So I was aiming for three threes. Stretch flexing is basically bouncing out of squat. As I drive from the bottom of the squat, the right knee caves, I hear a gunshot sort of thing through my noise-canceling earphones, Finished the rep, did another rep actually to test it. But yeah, basically... Oh, obviously, <laughs> why wouldn't you? So oh pure, pure, pure acceleration went into my meniscus and it was a bad do. But um, me, after that, the mental side, short terms, I'm not a short-term mental guy, so if I miss a lift, you don't talk, you just don't try and engage me for about two days. But <laughs> he, uh,
1: with, he actually <laughs> rang me and was like, oh no, he texted me, this, the text just said, later. fucked it.
2: Like, that was literally yeah. it. That's anyway, I <laughs> said. so um, so I was riding my motorbike at the time, I was riding at home, this is one knee, right, and my right knee, I was looking at it I was like, fuck, that's my break."
1: So oh, I was yeah, riding, yeah, I was yeah. riding uh, from
2: gym works. If you know the roads around there, they're pretty bad. And I was like, okay, I've got a front brake. If I slam that, I will go into the road. So I was riding. I was like, okay, if I just don't accelerate near a corner, I should be okay if nobody comes out in front of me. So I know, I'm kind of a bit pranged out of my head. Get inside, really pissed off. So I get an um, uh, umbrella and kind of walking stick myself really slowly <laughs> to my we shouldn't be laughing but sorry so. to, 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 to my corner shop I get about two decks of cigs and a bottle of Jack Daniels I <laughs> guess about, about, it's me, about, I it's about, great it's about, rehab it's about <laughs> nine at night I'm sitting in the garden with me cigs and me whiskey. slip rock release a new song unsainted really good tune actually so <laughs> yeah, I'm there I'm there with that, I'm there I'm there i listening to that me drinking me smokes and then I'm like and I think you know what actually I kind of need to do something but being a stubborn bastard
1: I just thought I'd text back about it and, and then I said I'll take you to the hospital and then he texted back which it's okay my dad's going to take me so I was so glad he went but I think I, hospital you... was a fun time at the hospitals. did, did you take your whiskey to the hospital <laughs> what
2: Not I it the oh, car, right, right. I drank it all by then uh, <laughs>
1: allowed to take it in hospital was great in, in a flask yeah. like, he <laughs> <does. It's just laughs> so right. yeah T got a bad injury guys and I remember his mental state at the time wasn't great, but literally the next day he was like, Right, I'm rehabbing it. This is it. Road yeah. to 200 key squat. Like he, his mindset switched. He had like a couple of hours. He was just like feeling sorry for himself, Smashed some whiskey, listen to some crap song, and then he was like, no, <laughs> man, let's get <laughs> after it. But the, so the short term, I took the immediate
2: negative. The immediate negative to me was, Oh, all my goals and i setback X amount of time. Because again, all I'm, really, all I'm really caring about is going to the next stage. And there's yeah, there's pros and cons to that, but the con yeah. is any delay you will take is a massive negative. Miss a rep, bad training session, it'll hit hard. You will not look at that with any great perspective. You'll look at it and think, oh, yeah. this is the bad thing of all bad things. You'll zone in on that. As opposed to bigger picture. To, to be mm-hmm. honest, from an outside of looking in, because that's when I started coming to the gym a
0: bit more. And I remember, I think it must have been about a week or so after, I think you would running mobility
2: and you were on the, wor- the workshop yeah yeah, yeah. i like
0: so tom's trying to explain all this to us i feel really bad because i've been there with my knee injury and like i know how it feels and regardless you your positive mindset with it it's gonna feel pretty shitty so tom's trying to show us all these mobility stuff and i'm just there like he was getting so mad when it? <laughs> yeah and i'm there like oh fuck, it. like because tom's obviously a little bit younger than me and deck i'm like a little bit Esk- well okay he's a, he's a little bit younger than me but more young. well a lot younger yeah than a man. lot you know well, what yeah. I mean anyway so it's like it was tough like watching him because before that, Tom's just like lifting like a flicking animal, like yeah, constantly. Yeah, constantly lifting.
1: No, I remember actually because he'd done the overhead workshop the week before. Week before? Yeah. Oh, and then right. after he'd hurt his leg, we were just starting the barbell academy. Yeah, so the, all the pictures from the first barbell session were on the crutches.
2: <laughs> 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 to be fair, I always thought crutches looked really fun, but that, that's very tiring, you know? They're not. Go for the um, tie time, really. <laughs> not.
1: It was really good though but I also think when we're talking about positives Tom developed his coaches so much because he couldn't demo so he had to become a better verbal coach yeah. and it improved massively so again took a positive out of it. If you You're, take a, a little away you get very good with the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest as well you started like drawing more on the board
0: which you didn't do because you were just is that doing a triangle
1: it? on the board. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was Yeah, The thing is though we got like as someone that was just coming into the gym we got a lot out of like Tom doing that so there is
1: like a massive positive like you said Yeah, it is to me as well and obviously you saw Tom like most people come in the gym and be kind of intimidated by Tom because he just have his headphones on just training he kind of wouldn't really speak to many people but then it was kind of like a more humbling thing and I actually think it was over, in the grand scheme of things was one of the best things that happened to T because it brought him back down to our level and to everyone else that like, <laughs> would help him or speak to him so it's
2: obviously about to go off right now so no, like long term is a very good thing that happened to me short term it's like it wasn't very happy oh, no I wasn't very happy it's like it's like what can I do for X months? bench like let, let's wheel be, bench is the poviest compound lift Let's be oh, honest.
1: I remember, to be fair, I remember we were doing... You I did, did a lot fair. of Z-press. I remember when you nearly killed yourself. Oh, yes,
2: yeah, so I was a seated press he's these uh, shitty little like free freestanding max band, hey. Like, <laughs> V-racking was
1: very difficult. After I saw Tom nearly drop the bar I on himself, I was like, we need to get rid of them racks before he kills himself. We did yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember it, Like He was trying to put it above him. It. it was like some crazy way. Was like, oh, yeah, I just blacked out. I was like, okay. And then he went... Right, let's do another rep. I was like, yeah, we need to get rid of them. <laughs> so, yeah, swiftly went then. Go on, Fraser. Go on, Fraser. You, you brought your leg skiing. Not no, I did, no, so no, awesome. no, no,
3: no. The wrist was snowboarding. Uh-huh. That was when I first ever learned to snowboard, actually. Day one of my week-long snowboarding holiday. Go over on my wrist, break it, straight down to the clinic, give it a quick bandage, straight back up to the slopes for the rest of the week. You learn, you learn. to not fall over again. Like
1: yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> work. If you
3: do, so you yeah. stand up. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty
0: good now. <laughs> how, but How did you deal? With, like, was there a mental like, side to it? Like, no, if- I
3: was I was pretty young and injuries don't usually bother me because usually I just carry on and that's quite I'm a bad right. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, like I I just want to just keep carrying on. Like, is it
0: like what Dex said and like walk it off?
3: Yeah, literally. It's just one of them. Uh, you, just, you just walk it off walk
0: off you'll be fine
3: I think where Um, we're from that's the biggest thing yeah that's the biggest thing you're
1: seen as like it's a sign of weakness if you kind of like show any sort of injury it's a sportsman thing I remember that well I had had
3: one at football I was playing football centre back I came sliding across our penny area took the ball and the guy's already like in his backswing, comes forward and just boots my head because obviously I'll come straight through it and the ball would have been there so he just literally boots my head fully out of it went back up and I'm like yo what's just happened and the guy's like are you right mate I was like um, yeah I think so right <laughs> so what's going on then he's like what should you not come off I was like nah nah fine I'll be right
1: when I used to coach the kids at cricket right, and Fraser was obviously the skipper to that team head skip and um, I remember like, if they ever got hit with a ball in the game I'd be like do not show the bowler that hurt yeah. you
3: show no emotion
1: him, pass the ball back to him tell him bring it harder yeah and we used to do that <laughs> and it, it is a mindset thing yeah. but going back to like the whole mindset about carrying on through injuries like Fraser's carried on for a few shoulder injuries and yeah. now we are really really, really happy struggling. to repair that and he's struggling to go above head so if you do have an injury guys like make sure you think about rehabbing yeah. it put a plan together it's just like another training plan like, doing, speak, speak
3: to an expert yes because that was my problem with like a lot of my finger injuries, playing cricket and basketball, where I'd pop a finger out or snap it or whatever, I would never ever go to the hospital, because I know exactly what they'd say. They'd strap it straight up and say, yeah. right, nothing for six to eight weeks, and I'd be like, well, I've got a game tomorrow.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, and I've done that, where I broke my uh, ring finger on my right hand, and obviously... I uh, had cricket the next day. You do you know that's not your ring finger? Which which one's that one? Well you swear <laughs> that one. It's, the, it's uh, your left. Well, I don't know, what, no, but he's well, not they, even on what? the right finger. <laughs> I, no, hey, I, I ain't getting married anytime soon, it's fine.
1: <laughs> he's on his long finger.
3: Yeah. The one that you stick up to people when they cut you up, that one. <laughs> so yeah, so I snapped that and I was like, it was all black and swollen massive. My dad's like, look, you're gonna have to go to hospital. I was like, I'm not going. So he eventually dragged me there because I was probably only like 16. And he was like, fully taped up, yep, snapped it in half. Can't be doing anything six to eight weeks. So, what I did, I got my cricket glove, and where obviously the fingers go in it, I cut them both open and then just taped them together. And I went out and batted like that. And like, you literally have no grip on that bottom hand because they've got a broken finger. But I was like, well, I'm carrying on. Like, I'm
0: not letting my team down that's good but like <laughs> well is it it's good, not good <laughs> but I meant like from a team aspect that's class because Fraser was clearly good at that age
3: Yeah, but yeah but the, the problem is now I can hardly move my hands yeah exactly I so you think like, a long term guy terrible.
1: at 16 years of age he's nowhere near reached any of his peaks at no. training performance anything like that it's a stupid idea like obviously, I probably would have done the same thing. But looking back, we have to learn from these lessons. Yeah, definitely. And going forward, like if you do get an injury, like think a bigger picture. Like T could have carried on squatting probably with terrible techers, or he could have done something stupid. Like he could have come back to training too early, got another injury. Like you got to think about it bigger picture all the time. Take your time. Think about: Do you want to be training for twenty years? That's what I always ask my clients. Like, so on do you want to enjoy note, this? Yeah, when go. it comes to neglecting injury, I forgot to mention this one earlier. Actually.
2: At age twelve, long story, pretty funny one. But it's is this too your shoulder long. coming out? Yeah. I, 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 oh God. At age twelve, <laughs> a, a non non athletic. Yeah, I just me little kid. Cow, like. Tom, uh, I, I, I did collide with a stationary bus on my bike. I just that's hit the shoulder. A bad idea. A stationary... What? I'll tell you later. Mate. It's a good story. Right, that's for right, another on. day. Like, come come to me, Jim. Put a bit of cash in, and you can spend your session. Ask me about that. Anyway, and <laughs> um, the physio—I yeah, got a sling and that. And the, the physio. NA, right, NHS is great. great, right? Big up the NHS. But the physios are pretty shocking. It's like oh. Ooh, you, you got no, back I totally dream. agree deadlift this beanbag for six months so fuck off bean bag anyway bag is strong. <laughs> it's strong but podcast. I didn't do any of the physio because I couldn't be arsed I, I got rid of the sling because I, I stained it and we wrap at lunch at one point anyway <laughs> that shoulder so this is age 12 age 15, 16 I'm starting to lift pretty well, relatively big weight and that shoulder like, I had a visible like misalignment that, that shoulder from four years ago it's like really bugging me I'm train, like pain it came back to bite me so even if the shoulder didn't pain before that, but again, oh, I've got no pain in the joint doesn't mean it's functioning effectively. If you start trying to apply force to that joint, if it's comfortable and not ideal, that's when something really bad can happen. That's when you can experience big pain, big
1: discomfort. Just again, just because there's no symptom doesn't mean there's no underlying cause or issue. Yeah, definitely. I always think about like long-term guys. Think about like how you're going to rehab it. You know, speak to a professional usually. They'll put something together for you that can usually get your back up and going, and also give it time as well be patient with it and when you do start training and learn from it so don't like the dumbest thing I see people do is they'll get an injury from a certain thing and then go back to doing the same thing straight out of, the, of the name for that
2: sport, isn't there you've done it before Derek, haven't you what's the name for that sport is it cricket no but begins with C. We're close Ooh, I'm not sure it's the tip of my tongue croquet mm, no 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 <laughs> closer, closer. moving the, on tip of the tongue <laughs>
0: Yeah. so yeah I, I dealt with like the mental aspects of my injury pretty bad but uh, I think initially I did because it happened like right before my 19th birthday like I will always remember so for well, people might have heard it in the first podcast but I'd obviously stretched my ACL because I was playing football and I was obviously 20 stone and I am to an old guy and it was like awesome and the next minute he swiped my legs out so 20 stone of weight going down on a very small knee joint. It's obviously, it's not gonna be a good thing. But like we said before about going back to stuff as well because I thought nothing was wrong. It was swollen pretty bad. But I went back to play a month later and no one was around me I twisted on it, went straight again, like I just buckled under. But I dealt with like, especially on my 90th birthday where I was like, I just wanna go out and get plastered and everything. I like I woke up and I'm not like my mum will even say like I was crying like when I woke up because I was like I know it was a bad thing but now like looking back that's what six five six years since happened well I lost weight because of it so it was like it was a massive a massive plus that it happened but like the weird ones like a couple of years ago when I started doing jiu jitsu and everything I got so many injuries that year I think I racked up about ten or eleven in one year and I was only doing it for about six to nine months. I think the worst one was probably my knee um, My knee went again. So it went the first time we were just jogging around the gym and it buckled under me. I ended up going to hospital and everyone thought I was off work because the World Cup was on. So it was 2018. Oh, was a good timing? Yeah, you know, it was great time. Well, I missed England's game. <laughs> oh. I was in hospital literally waiting with some flipping idiot that kept, was drunk and he kept falling in front of me and I couldn't move my leg. Uh, but anyway, long, long story short, so... Obviously, that was a weird, a weird one, and like I think doing a combat sport is just a weird one where I'm, I'm gonna have to. If I go back to doing jujitsu, I'm gonna have to deal with it. Cause was I, that
3: was that the first time you started doing that sort combat, of sport? Yeah. So yeah, I think that's also the thing where. Moving into a totally different sport where there is literally nothing like yeah. it. Your body's not prepped for it. No. So that, that probably could have been a.
0: Yeah, I think you know what it problem. was though. What what I couldn't understand and it it, it really bothered me when it happened. Um, is that we were just jogging around the gym, and it just went like it yeah. wasn't. There was nothing
1: that happened before it. You could have been jogging on your own.
0: Yeah, second. yeah. But um, and then it happened again when I was trying to get off out of someone's choke. And my knee went again, but luckily it didn't go that bad and it was still fine, didn't swell up or anything. But I think the probably worst one is my concussion was bad. So I remember getting concussed and I remember throwing up on the way home. I drove like part way home and then I had to like put my hazards on, park up, and I threw up outside my car <laughs> because I got. I got elbowed in my first round that I was doing with someone and then I was trying to take someone down that was like 18 stone and I was like 14 stone at the time and his knee like caught me like point blank on the forehead (laughs) and I was just like, I remember I hit my head on the side of the wall Um, and I was like, what the hell's going on? And I just didn't remember what had happened just before it and I was like, yeah, it's concussion and I was straight away and then when I threw up, I was like, yeah, I'm in in bad, bad waters here but... The thing is, it made me think about like my tactic, especially when going for people. You learn from your injury. <laughs> oh majorly. Like obviously my knee I learned so much from it. I'm doing like starting to do a bit more mobility work and mm. rehabbing it. But also like especially from doing a sport and still wanting to do it, especially with jujitsu, mm. it made me realise that I shouldn't go for to try and take someone down near the flipping knee <laughs> and, and get around keep your head out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it taught me more than anything, but I think mentally, like it's a really tough thing. And what what my coach was really good at is because just because I was injured, he still he said to me, "Still come to the gym because you can still learn." Yeah, Which yeah. was like really like I would just come to a gym where everyone was so nice. I really wanted to be around them all, all the time and we're a team. And then I'm gonna get injured. I'm not going to be able to go. And he was just yeah. like, he went, he went, I want you around, around everyone. That's nice. yeah, I so that's you're that's
2: losing it. more on the opportunity to trade. It's the it's a social it, aspect. It's the social, it? social yeah. aspect. Keeping you in it. Being around yeah. like-minded people who share a genuine bond. And, and you're it's learning technique you and you're able, able yeah.
1: to win. Because just obviously we've talked about a lot of lessons we've learned, we've talked about the mental side, but like what sort of protocols does everyone put into place now for their injuries that they've got or how they prevent injuries in general? Like, tell you. So protocols, again, I'd not my glute meds prior to my injury, but
2: as i recovered to the whole rehab process, again, very surgical, learnt a lot from debt when it came to methods of rehab and injury, aside from that though. If anything, I took a more, I'm going to use the word surgical, it's not the best word, but a surgical approach to any warm-up. So not even movement-based, let's take any squats. You're looking at, again, what can present risk to the hip, the knee, the ankle, which muscles, which movement patterns are responsible for that. Don't just stretch the muscle or fire the muscle up. Prepare for the movement pattern that you're going into. Mm. And you can even take that to performance aspects. If you want to be explosive that session, again, don't just fire the muscles up make your warm-up relevant to make your sessions safe, effective, as opposed to, well, oh, I'm benching today, I'll warm up my upper body in some mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> lateral raises, what, 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 what shit pointless exercise, a glute kickbacks before you squat, pointless. Are you ever going to extend the leg kind of behind you in the squat? I mean... It just doesn't transfer well to the actual movement. Yeah, exactly. That, it's like, that oh, you glute engagement. It's like, okay, the glute does a lot of different
0: things. I th- to be honest, just on that, and I think that's just something like I was going to say, because like... I said to you, obviously, I jumped on powerlifting a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I've been having problems with my deadlift where my back was hurting. Like, I remember having a conversation with you loads mm. about it, and we couldn't figure it out why it was hurting. I'm still stretching normally, but you said something to me about actually firing that muscle first. Yeah, and I think doing like slam balls and
1: yeah, yeah we we have yeah, a big wall on that quality. powerlifting. Yeah. I am very lazy with my personal warm up, but what made me realise that I needed to be a little bit more accountable with my warm ups is Tom came to one of my squat sessions for the powerlifters once, and we do it. We I've always done it extensive warm ups with all my powerlifters. It will involve a CNS, um, usually some sort of I like to play like some sort of fun game at some point, but always a CNS primer, always relevant movements towards the the goal of the session we'll start to get the prep in for imagery work as well like we do a lot in our warm-ups i'd say it's one of the key elements in our workouts but we spend a long time warming up and make sure and we'll always do a full body workout and what i like to see a warm up is a way that we can work on our weaknesses so like fraser has got mm-hmm. some shoulder issues so we always try to do some shoulders ah, we've stuff. actually
3: put together a little little thing pre-warm-up so before i even think about warming up I've I've got three or four exercises well, that I an need example, to work on. Just so, I'm, 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 for so mainly my thin. problem is the stability in my shoulder mm. because my rotator cuffs is absolutely fried just from throwing in cricket, yeah, having yeah. a terrible technique over the years, and it's literally just ruined my shoulder. Like, I can't put my arms above my head. So like, basically, we have tried to
1: work a lot on like scapular retraction and make sure that the scapula is stable in in like all ranges of motion that yeah. I needed. Um, we've also tried to do a lot of work on like Valsalva maneuver with athletes because it's a good way in the warm-up we can teach them how to do it and when to do it. Um, obviously, we do a lot of plyometrics in the warm-up. We might even do a lot of lateral work that you maybe not get out of a standard powerlifting session. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we try and work on our weaknesses. Like, so for instance, like LJ, again, she's similar to Tom, we make sure her glute means are absolutely firing. We, all, we worked on squat depth for about four months in our warm-up. And we're really reaping the rewards of it now. Um, But every single one of my clients has a pre-warm-up, especially the powerlifters, a pre-warm-up of their own. So like a personal one that they need to work on individually because every athlete should be treated individually. We can have like a team warm-up, but obviously I, I always ask them, every single one, does anyone need any extras? Does anyone want anything else? Is everyone feeling tight? Does anyone feel like they need to prep a little bit more? And it's about learning your own body as well. I think everyone is one of the biggest things that have to tell people is like, just figure out what works for you and your own body and take that away and start like Fraser, me and Fraser did. Sit down with a coach maybe and go, right, can we write something down that's going to work? And you go, right, well, what's one of your biggest weaknesses or what's, what's something that we need to get firing or what's something that's concerning you or feeling tight that day. You know, we can start to put things together so it's a consistency. Usually what you'll find is if someone say, this is what I usually think is if someone's got like an automatic calf, I know their right calf's gonna be tighter, naturally. If someone's got a if someone you know got a desk job, I know their hips are going to be really tight. When Flood used to come in, I know he'd always carry the carpets on his right shoulder, so we had to do a bit more work for those shoulders. Like You start to learn who like about your clients and what they do, and that's why it's so important to have that personal relationship to understand where they're coming from. If they've played with the kids all day, they're probably going to be a little bit tired some days. So understand that probably a massive CNS warm-up isn't the right way to go because it's just going to fry it further. And for your warm-up, it needs to be subjective to you and you need to be relevant as well guys Let's so, on. so on that note when it comes to being subjective to you at the end of the day again
2: I'll, I'll, gluten med is my, probably my favourite muscle especially after injury but the <laughs> glute med again all my athletes again weightlifting you will be in some squat looking motion in any session overhead so anything from the floor so on so on and the glute med again it's quite Quite an easy muscle to isolate. It's got some very obvious you know, external rotation, abduction. You want to hit the glute mead, you, you know it's quite easy. You could Google it. But it comes. So one of my newest athletes, Tanya. We were trying to engage the glute med, and all of my kind of go-to ones that work really well for every other athlete, every background and level. None of these worked. Now you know, that mind's muscle. It wasn't a case of oh, you tick the box. I said to Tanya, I was like, okay, listen to your body. She's never done this before. Mm. Do you feel that muscle? Can you feel it engaging, affecting the movement? We ended up going to a really obscure drill that I normally would only take the piss out of. I saw someone doing it in a gym. But that, for Tanya, she felt the glute med. Very new athlete. She engaged and she felt the benefit of it going back to the full pattern, to the bodyweight squat. A warm not about ticking a box, it's about priming for movement. Hmm. Again, you can tick the box of, oh yeah, I've done the crab walk. It's like, okay, if there's no response, then you may as well
1: have done nothing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that's, it's about like knowing your own body, but he asked the like the most important thing was how do you feel, and it's got to be that all the time. And I think that's the most important thing: listen to your body. If it says it's tired, maybe that's the day to take it off. You know, one day off in say like you're going to train 300 times in a year, you know, isn't a big deal. And you've got to listen to your body. And that's, in terms of injuries, the biggest, most common way of getting injured is overuse. Or overtraining, yeah, I would say. So again, Tom was hitting the nail on the head. Listen to your body in the warm up. If something's feeling not right, you know, mate try and get it going. Try and get it right. Try and get it ready for the session. And then, and then if you start the session, you know, and it's still not firing, and you've really given it a good go. Maybe go. It's not today. You know, maybe, yeah. you know No one around. to call it quits. Yeah, is a, is a big thing you'll learn throughout yeah. training. Mm.
3: Um, can I just quickly go on a little tangent here as well? Go for I it. I think recovery is a massive. Massive, yeah. Um, it has a massive part to play in preventing injuries, I feel definitely. Because I know for me that if I don't get enough sleep, as we found out this morning, being woken up very early by (laughs) Mr. Declan over here,
0: like no one's heard
3: about that. No, no, I've not told anyone today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know I felt pretty useless this morning. Like I did a bit of overhead work. Just this morning. Well, all day. I had a lovely nap this afternoon, though. But, (laughs) but I know I didn't. I, I knew I felt tired, so I didn't push anything. I just worked on uh, trying to keep that shoulder stable and just trying to slowly progress things. Like I didn't start throwing weight on the bar or anything silly like that. So you need to learn that body and then know what you need to do to recover. So obviously, sleep's a massive part. Your nutrition's massive like we always have the argument don't we where me and Tom where I keep telling Tom you need more sleep we're like no, I want to train more. I'm like, Tom, you
1: need to sleep.
2: Arnold's six was success. <laughs> Tom, Tom's like, it's fine.
1: I've had four months, I'm all good. Nah, in, in all seriousness, guys, I would, the things I would recommend for recovery is getting good sleep. And Tom does sleep and he gets good sleep. When he lived in the gym, I witnessed it personally. <laughs> when, he was, when he was in Italy, I witnessed it personally. So I know he sleeps. So he may joke about it, but sleep yeah. is important. Um, I'd also say for recovery, eating. Eating is a massive one. So if anyone sees me at the moment, I'm probably a lot heavier than you usually see me. But for me, my performance is going through the roof, so I'm absolutely it loving it. Yeah. Like I'm able to run five miles a day every other day. I'm able to train two, or if Tom's being a mean, three hours like Tuesday. It was awful. But I love the oh, session. Okay. Best session of this year. a long probably, session. Probably, but it was just a three-hour session after, a f- and then a five-mile run was tough. Uh, But we managed to be able to train like that because we fueled our body correctly. So food, sleep, what else would we say, guys, is a good one for recovery? Mobility.
2: On that note, recovery. So jumping back a bit in the conversation, the days when things don't feel good. So easy example, if you've got a squat session lined up, the knees don't feel good, nothing you do addresses it. Treat it as an active recovery day. This doesn't mean go and play, I don't know, golf or something. This actually means stay in the gym, do something valuable. If your knees aren't feeling good that day, think there's low intensity stuff that you will never do. Side plank abduction, great drill, never do it. 100%. Ankle stability, obscure little movements that can prevent injuries in the future. On a low energy day, do low energy stuff. If you come in that day, squats from the cards, feeling great, feeling pumped up, ready to go, you're gonna you're gonna take a half hour chunk before you go to your working sets and think, oh, you know what? I'm gonna stabilize my ankle. Like, if you do that, let's be honest, you're boring. If
1: you do that. <laughs> No, I I agree with you that you don't have you don't have like you really, really know your body is not in the right position. You might have had a terrible night's sleep, you might have had an argument with the missus, you know, you could have had a terrible day at work, something like that. You're coming in and you just you're fried. You know, you're ready to leave the gym. Don't leave the gym, stay there, do the stuff that you wouldn't usually do. Get the shoulder stabilizers going, you know, get the ankle stability, work on, you know, a lot of lateral movements that you might not work, work different planes of motion, try something new, you know, try a Turkish get up like that is too. Be yeah, we've been doing try lots a bent that, over that press, you know, a, a bent press as Tom's been doing, like, doing recently. Like, just just have a play around with stuff, stay in the gym, get some value out of it, guys. You'll feel a million times better. Just have a bit of a laugh and a, a jokey sort of session, but you no, get I'm not some saying laugh and a joke. I just... No,
3: but you just like, <laughs> obviously, have a bit of a a calmer session yeah. just you know, I think slowly working I know what you mean by it. A
1: laughing I think having fun a good yeah just way have a fun session when I was like when we were powerlifting if we were really tired we'd go oh let's have a bro session and we'd just do like a massive chest and shoulder session something like that yeah, just, yeah. you'd just enjoy. laugh with your mates as well yeah. and like just having a bit of fun like trades to failure of the upper body you know if we're supposed to have squats and the body's feeling awful then yeah. yeah it was a bit of fun you got a really good training session and you had a really good laugh with your mates it was good so yeah Listen to your body, guys. Going on, down. Something I want to say is, like, and
0: I don't know, we've probably not said it yet, I don't think, anyway. Don't worry about looking stupid when you're flipping stretching or doing mobility. Like, that is a big thing for me because I... Mm-hmm. For most people, let's be serious, they get a little bit of anxiety going into a gym. They, 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 it's just
1: natural. I, f- they, I think you look more like... Professional and ready well, for it if it stretch properly.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, you're not the other general population Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where you you've got an understanding where I'll I'll I've gone into gym works, let's say, and like I've heard someone behind me go, "What the hell is that guy doing?" And it's when I'm doing my little kick ups and everything just mm. before I'm squatting. But I know that's priming me. I'm mm. sorting my groin out so I don't actually start like my knees don't cave in. Whereas like just. Don't worry about looking stupid. Mm. Just get it done. It's it's important.
2: It's there for a reason. So if you're squatting, half squats or valgus knee looks way dumber than a warm-up. If you're deadlifting, stiff leg back snappers look way dumber than inchworms. At the end of the day, if you're treating, you need to treat yourself as an athlete. No matter if you go with weight loss, whatever, view yourself as an athlete. You're walking, especially in a commercial gym, like pure, you know, like pure gym. Loads of people there I'm not picking on pure gym, i just using it as an example. You can pick any large commercial gym. Most general pop, the general population there, you've got randos who are going out there to get half an hour away from cabin, so get away from the divorce and the mortgage settlement, mate. You're an athlete, treat yourself like what? Are you there to appease? What that seven out of ten bird thinks you stretching? No, you're here to perform. Just zone out, honestly. To be fair, I totally agree with what he said.
3: <laughs> Very interesting way of putting it. <laughs>
1: well, I, I, I well, totally I agree with what he said. things a different way. <laughs> no, he you're just absolutely messing well, yourself. <laughs> Today I just I asked him what this drink tasted like. He said pond water. The second drink he tried, he said. <laughs> to be fair, I totally agree with him on that
3: <laughs> one as well. It, it, it did it, taste it, absolutely
1: vile. Yeah, but pond water is just such an abstract. Yeah, like well, Stagnant and stale water. Yeah. It, yeah. What was the other one he, did he, say, he said It tastes like our fog spawn. Spawn in it, so right. Like yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> development on pond water. Yeah, so yeah. Anyway, back to back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. right? The other one for recovery as well is like talk about water is obviously make sure you're hydrating well yeah. and I, I see all these coaches going, oh, you should drink this amount of water if you weigh this much. Oh, God. Just drink some water when you're thirsty, guys. Your body is very good at regulating itself. If you have sweated a lot, you probably need to put a bit of water in. If you're having a coffee, have some water so you're not dehydrated. If you are feeling thirsty and your tongue is dry, have some water. Mm. It's really not that hard. It's pretty low-calorie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is the one Tom drinks because he drinks flavoured water. I just cram- oh, juice. Oh, Nick, no. Nick, like,
2: Nick, you're listening to this. Don't touch my cranberry juice again, mate. Like.
1: Don't touch it. We right. were about to start the podcast, and Tom wanted his cranberry, <laughs> and he couldn't find it, so he's, he's rather upset. He's seeded He's like, you know, like an evil mastermind twiddling yeah. his beard now. Like his he's mustache like. He's <laughs> so, right, bringing it back to yeah. injuries and S- prevention and protocols, guys. Top three tips. Three, flip, Three. Um, obviously, my first one was
0: don't worry about looking stupid. Yeah. That, that's just definitely stretch. Don't do like a stretch that's not going to prime you. Oh, I'm just going to stretch my car. So, out. where can you get good stretches, sir? That's shameless plug. Uh, any, any
3: Any personal trainer outfit no. Yeah. No, to no, be fair. No, I, I could I will.
1: use. You, there's lots of apps you could use, so yeah. like GoWard and RomWard. They're really, right, really we, good. We have
3: this magical thing nowadays called the internet. There's quite a lot of good stuff on there. We, but... we also
1: do have a mobility programme developed by um, Tom for a pound a month. And to be fair, I, I know that was
0: like a shameless plug on my part then, but I do recommend it because it's helped me loads. Yeah. Like, I was like doing barely parallel squats. Even if you message
1: us, like we're like, not wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. bothered about yeah. money, like
2: we'll send stuff over to yeah, you. We'll yeah, send it, if you if you actually reach out, a lot of people have a lot of issues who I know personally won't reach out. I'm not gonna help them. You message me, yes, sweet, I'll sort you out until you've recovered. hundred yeah. yeah. percent like, we would love to help anyone. So yeah my second
0: one would be assess yourself. Okay. Um and then third one think about what you're doing when you're doing it. Okay. Think about what you're wanting to
2: fire up. Two. Three. So, key tips. very quick. Number one, treat yourself like an athlete. Number let's two, listen to your body. And number three, bigger one I say for more static sports, a powerlifting strongman compared to weightlifting. But look for quality. If you're warming up for let's say deadlifts, if let's say you warm up sets, if the weight goes to lockout, yes, yeah, sweet. If it doesn't feel like the quality you expect of yourself, it feels slow, awkward, uncomfortable. Stop there and remedy it. If it feels wrong, you add more weight, it might be nothing, but if there's an underlying cause, the weight will simply It'll accentuate it. Is that the word? It yeah. yeah. It, it will show the
1: flaws in your technique. Mm. Very and that's quickly. when you get the L4 stuff, when that flaw, you know, you overload it over a long or short term. Yeah. Mine was actually overloaded via deadlift. Mine was overloaded by bringing these girders we're currently sat on in Ooh. the gym just, just to let everyone they know. Functional injury. They are <laughs>
3: extremely
1: <laughs> heavy. Building these, this mezzanine was what did my leg. Go it was on, a, of a nightmare, was yeah. So
3: for me, sleep. I would probably say nutrition as a second. Ooh. And thirdly, do your mobility this is something I'm learning <laughs> do your mobility
1: <laughs> I, guys I think there's some, been some really really good like, advice here like obviously like, listen to your body I was going to say I'd obviously say nutrition and hydration I'd say mobility but obviously thinking on my own and doing some of my own stuff I'd, I'd always develop a process that's the type of person I am um, I love processes I love programmers if you message us we'll love to help you out but develop something that works for you and that you can understand your body and what it needs, and just review, revisit every couple of weeks. You know, and go right. Am I getting out of this what I want? Also, be sensible when you're programming your sessions. So think about like volume. Think about what well, how much you're doing in that session, what you're doing that day. Try and plan your programs. Like we have clients who are coming to us going, yeah, I can train twice a day because I'm off this week. Well, no. what's the point when you train three times like every other yeah. week, and this week you want to train fifteen times like? No, you've got to build up that cumulative volume over a period of time. Like, Tom always shows me a a guy called Josh Lancaster, and Tom always Mm -hmm. says, this is a very famous quote of Tom's, he does a week's worth of programming in a day, and that's because he's built up that tolerance, Mm -hmm. and he's built up, basically, he can process that lactate, he can recover quicker. So my third tip, guys, would be develop your recovery, okay? Keep, like developer process so it might be or developer program i would say like it might be you add an active recovery day in, and then develop like when you need to take deload weeks deload weeks are the most underrated thing yeah and they're so massive like they're so important like how fresh do we all feel after a deload week you Class. know what? They, they feel amazing. like. I remember
0: when you gave me first the first one, and I said I even texted you, and I was like, "This is the most boring week yeah. of my life." And then after, I was like lifting so, but much better. Yeah, it's
1: just it's a necessary evil. So like, yeah. it well, we call it evil? It's just because we can't do the things we love, but it is a necessary evil. And but it's so important. I would say it's very, very vital to any sort of training program. A good coach will get you to deload. Um, and that's one of my signs for actually looking for a good coach guys again if you need any help with injuries recovery or anything like that we'd love to help you guys anyone got anything to add nothing from me I think I'm all good no nope, we're Does all mean- good anything to add if you can't squat ass to grass I don't care if it's sport specific but uh, you are gonna snap yeah so get full range of motion basically guys is what comes. <laughs> just <like. laughs> about, not, not no. sport specific <laughs> if you can't squat ass to grass then I hope
2: you get injured if I'm honest I hope it hurts Tom's very upset about his cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love person, uh, 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 I don't I expect a fresh car in the morning.
1: <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Thank you very you much. Right, for and thank you for sharing, guys. And we are hoping to get some external uh, people yeah. on the podcast, but obviously we're in lockdown, so it's very Makes difficult it to go and see people and be close to them and record them. People just want to, you know, stay away at the moment. So yeah, hopefully speak to you soon, guys, and see you soon. Thank you very much for sharing the podcast.